chapter nineteen of carpenter's geographical reader africa by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b across british east africa by rail we make our way from abyssinia down to the sea-coast travelling through the land of the somali a semi-savage race of blacks who inhabit the desert lands along the coast about and south of the horn of east africa their country is large being controlled in different parts by the french italians and british the natives are not unlike the people we saw in the sahara they have herds of camels goats and sheep and move about from place to place seeking pasture some tribes have villages of rude huts with walls of basket-work and roofs of woven thatch the doors are hinged at the top instead of of the sides so that they can be raised to form an awning during the heat of the day at the coast we take passage on a ship and sail past cape guardafi at the tip of the horn and thence on south until we reach mombasa on the little island of mombasa close to the mainland we are now four degrees south of the equator in one of the most bustling places of this part of the world mombasa is not only the capital of british east africa but also the port for the important british state of uganda which lies in the highlands about as far inland from the indian ocean as ohio is distant from the atlantic the british have a vast amount of land on this continent we have seen how they practically control egypt and that part of nubia south of it along the course of the nile their province of uganda south of nubia includes the best of the highlands about lake victoria from which the nile comes so that they now practically control all the land along that mighty river from its source to its mouth uganda alone is twice as large as ohio and british east africa which is between uganda and the indian ocean is ten times as large as our state of indiana both provinces have much valuable land which the british are opening up to development and trade they have built a railroad from mombasa across british east africa to lake victoria so that we can travel to the highlands of uganda by comfortable cars we first explore mombasa it is a thriving little city with good hotels and playgrounds for cricket football and other sports it is inhabited by people from asia africa and europe the africans are mohammedan traders in turbans and gowns and black-faced people from the mainland who act as servants and do most of the hard work the asiatics are largely brown-skinned hindus who have come from india to engage in storekeeping and banking and to act as clerks on the railway the europeans are british officials and merchants and also germans and french who have come here to trade many of the natives are almost naked although they delight in jewelry of different kinds the women have holes in the lobes of their ears and often along the whole outer rims and wear buttons of gold silver and other metals in them some have nose rings and some have buttons in their nostrils many of them look like negroes and others not so black have features almost as regular as our own leaving mombasa by train we cross the bridge over the strait to the mainland and are soon on our way through the wilds of eastern africa the railroad is a narrow gauge and the cars are quite small 
now and then we pass a train loaded with tusks of ivory bales of hides india rubber and also cattle sheep donkeys and goats we learn that horses mules donkeys sheep and goats are often carried on the same train with the passengers a horse goes as a first-class fare a donkey pays second and a sheep or goat is carried at third-class rate this may be different as the traffic increases now we have left the seacoast and are far back in the country climbing the hills we rise rapidly and at kew station enter the athi plains a vast rolling country covered with grass supporting countless herds of game we cross these plains to nairobi the most important railway and military station upon the line where we stop a few days to enjoy the beautiful scenery mount kenia and kilimanjaro can both be seen from nairobi and the climate is delightful going onward we rise to a distance of more than a mile and a half above the sea passing through the great rift valley and then descend to port florence situated on the shores of the great victoria nyanza most of our journey is through the wilds now over plains and now through dense forests we pass many native villages and strange people curiously dressed who stand and watch the train as it goes whizzing by now an ostrich races along almost even with the car windows and now we see a great herd of striped zebras galloping away in crossing a stream we surprise a hippopotamus wading along the marshy banks and the conductor tells us that rhinoceroses have at times charged the locomotives and that when the road was building one butted a caboose that stood on a down grade so that the brakes loosened and the car smashed into a little railroad station half wrecking it there are also antelopes of different kinds and at night we hear the hyenas howling out their hoo you the natives are strange in the extreme we pass villages of low huts built in a circle so that the cattle can be kept inside at night the houses are long and narrow with doors so arranged that the sheep and goats run in and out at will some villages have fences of thorns about them to keep out the wild beasts we see cattle and sheep feeding watched by dark-skinned shepherds and now and then a warrior his head decorated with ostrich feathers and his body painted to make him look fierce he carries a shield lance and sword and might be dangerous if we met him alone in the wilds the natives gather around the cars as we stop at the stations there are black-skinned men and boys with great holes in the lobes of their ears in which pieces of wood or other things are inserted and girls with shaved heads who wear as ornaments telegraph wire wrapped around the legs arms and neck so tightly that only a blacksmith can remove it some are dressed in calicoes and others have bullock hides wrapped around them in another province the women wear short petticoats of bark cloth the children have almost no clothing but even the little boys have holes in their ears so big that they can put two fingers through them these people inhabit the slopes of kilimanjaro and mount kenia and the high plateau region between them which is rich in forests and pastures they are noted as cattle breeders and as warriors farther east we see other strange races each having its own customs and dress and at the end of the road at port florence upon lake victoria the people are if anything stranger than ever
End of chapter 19